0: Hello everyone, welcome back to ZL. My name is John and today I am interviewing Mike and Felicia Fischoff. How are you guys doing today? Yeah. Really well, thank you.
1: Thanks.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Mike and Felicia do a lot of really inspiring kingdom work around the Toronto area and around the world. So Mike is part of uh, the leadership team for a network called Move In, which uh, calls regular Christians to move into unreached urban poor neighborhoods as teams. And then Mike and Felicia together a few years ago started an organization called Fight for Freedom to help uh, people leave the sex industry if they want to do so. So they're awesome. Real quick, how did Fight for Freedom start and kind of what was the purpose behind it starting?
2: So, yeah, in 2009, I began working with somebody who was sex trafficked. We came to know a girl from a low income community in Toronto who was sexually abused by someone in the school system, a student teacher, who effectively became her pimp selling her to his friends while she was in middle school and making money off of her without her seeing any of the finance. It was completely through coercion, manipulation, and fear-based control. And I had never heard about trafficking in Canada. I had seen, I'd done a few trips to the Philippines and India, and I'd seen some things there. But this is the first time that I realized it actually happens in our backyards as well. And so I just continued to meet with her over the course of a year and a half. She began to feel comfortable to share her story. I had no idea how to help her. I just knew that God loved her and that there was something better for her. And so I began researching and looking at things that were being done across Canada, very little at that point, lots being done though in America. Realized that Partnerships is really key. And so we found um, the right people to work with to help this girl get into a safe house, get completely free of her situation. And at that point, different people from other low-income communities said, hey, I think I know someone who might be trafficked in my building, or I think there might be an apartment used as a brothel. I heard the story of you working with this girl. Can we talk together? Something needs to happen here. We need to talk about this. We need to address this. And for me, when they began saying that, I just knew that I had to be part of it. And so we sat at a table like this and just shared stories and shared resources and tried to help individual people. That table with people just started getting larger and larger each meeting, where new people were saying, why are we just waiting to come across sex trafficked victims? Why aren't we going out and looking for them? So we started in 2010 as a ministry doing outreach into areas where sex workers were working. Places like the street, strip clubs, massage parlors, hotels and motels, as well as prisons. And our main goal is to love the women in the industry, give a resource for them to leave as they feel ready, or if we've come to find out more information about their life situation, to really kind of intervene and offer support and rehabilitation out. Over the last eight years, we've seen a lot of exciting things happen. We've seen 12 people come out of the industry, two just recently over the past, you know, seven days or so. And, uh, yeah, we have a staff team of 18 people where we just hired six in the last few weeks and we're working together to fight trafficking in our nation. We also now have a branch in the Philippines. Also, we're always, always dreaming about where God will call us to go next.
0: Got it. Felicia, what's it been like for you to be leading this with Mike?
1: Yeah, I I think that it's a huge privilege to partner with God's heart in this way. Um, I remember Uh, when we did our first uh, strip club outreach and uh, you know you're so nervous you don't know what to expect and you know you you walk in and you just realize that you know people are looking for for love like i i recall handing out some gifts and you know one lady in particular one young woman said wow it's so nice to know that we're remembered and others would be breaking down saying wow like a gift for me for free like people were hungry for for love and i just realized that you know god's light does really shine in the darkest places
0: yeah. so you guys are very much appreciated and loved across toronto by myself and many others so thanks for doing what you do and uh, we're just here to talk a bit about what you do but then also where you are coming from getting to where you are today both of you when we were talking earlier, said that not a lot has changed in your relationship with God and that, in a way, uh, the, the walk with God that you started in your teens and 20s, that has kind of been the foundation for everything you're doing today. Mm, so to do that, um, we're going to have to go back a little while. Maybe back to Felicia, when you were like in high school, mm-hmm. it sounded like, uh, that's when you started to you know hear from God and see what he was doing in the world a little bit
1: yeah so I grew up in the church and uh, it was really difficult for me as a kid because my parents got divorced at a young age and uh, that was really hard for me to reconcile in my heart being so young and seeing my parents i um, separated in high school I just felt like God was calling me back to himself he talked to me right in my grade nine math class and he was just you know uh, telling me that I really need to return to him Um, and right there I just I felt the movement of my heart uh, move back towards God and I started going to church again looking back now I could see that uh, I want to do everything to to please God Uh, but it was really out of religion you know I need to do 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 for God and uh, Closer to when I was um, graduating, I started to uh, feel like, I don't know, like God was calling me into relationship with him. It was more than just acts and doing, but he wanted me to actually um, love him um, through the things that I was doing. And um, this kind of trickled through to university. Um, In my first year, I joined a campus ministry um, best thing that's ever happened to me by far. <laughs> One of the best things that has ever happened to me, other than my husband and, <laughs> of course, of course, and my kids. And everything so. But uh, for my spiritual walk, that was really, really impactful. I ended up uh, going to a prayer meeting, and it was the first time I'd ever heard the term intimacy with God, and I was like, blast! intimacy and God in the same sentence it was very confusing for me but after I I understood the concepts and what they were actually talking about I was like I want that that is what I want I really wanted to get to know who God was Um, I started fasting with my friends I realized that you know I really had to um, hear God's voice for myself as I started to read the scriptures I started to see it in a completely different light and Um, Yeah, God was just highlighting a lot of stories about justice and injustice and my heart was just breaking. It was, um, I guess, weeping with God. It it was no longer just a story in a book. It was something that I saw around me. There was a few scriptures. I think Isaiah was really impactful for me back then. Uh Um, So a lot of the scriptures that uh, I think are really pretty foundational for me now. It was back then in campus ministry that god was really highlighting them to me i actually wrote down a few there was one in isaiah verse 17 1 verse 17 that says learn to do right seek justice defend the oppressed take up the cause of the fatherless plead the case of the widow or isaiah 42 verse 1 here is my servant whom i uphold my chosen one in whom i delight i will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations um and isaiah 58 my absolute favorite scripture one of my favorite scriptures in the bible is not this the kind of fasting i've chosen to lose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the lord will be your rear guard um then you will call and the lord will answer you will cry for help and he will say here am i those are the kind of scriptures that were breaking my heart for the things that were moving god's heart and um yeah i think that's kind of where it all began um there was this, this one story where I was reading these scriptures and God just, he challenged me to actually live out the scriptures, not just read it, like talking about those that were hungry and that were naked, oh my God, like what can I do? And at that time, I was full time in school and honestly, I just stepped out of faith. I started emailing a bunch of people. I put it on my Facebook wall. People just started to give and about 10 people joined me. I was really shocked that so many people wanted to do it because I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, I just went downtown and I made like over 100 sandwiches uh, from the money that people gave. And I had different varieties like cheese, turkey, you name it, I had it. I wanted to give people variety and God just showed up. And we just sat down and heard people's stories and everybody in that group was so impacted and I I just saw that you know like it's one thing to read scripture and it's another thing to actually walk it out you know um, I had no idea what I was doing but God backed me up God backed up my childlike faith (laughs) and there's something about that childlike faith that God really honors and blesses one of my main prayers were, God I just I want to be so sensitively in tune with your your voice That if you speak, I want to move. And I think that that is something that I live by. I I really want to hear God's voice and I want to act on it. I just don't want to sit on it. Um, I mean, there's a time and season for everything. There's some things you have to wrestle with. But, you know, a lot of times God just really wants you to, to get up and do something. If you see an injustice, do something. And I think in those beginning stages of my walk with Christ, I think that God really showed himself in a beautiful way, hmm. and I kind of live by that today.
0: So how did you learn together with other people? Like, uh, what did that look like kind of from day to day? And was there anyone who was a big part of teaching you guys how to read the Bible and spend time with God and listen, do what he said?
1: Yeah, we definitely had like some parents that were pretty influential, um, that really spread us on in the faith. Uh, really interceded for our generation really believed in us which um really helped us a lot um so we had that maturity of um the older generation before us really you know pushing us forward into the things that god had for us and then the rest was just really a bunch of hungry students and the holy spirit (laughs) really we also had like um worship nights and bible studies where we just really just sought god together we prayed and fasted. we had all night prayer meetings we had early morning prayer meetings so many prayer meetings we would pray until like the lights would come down and some of us would miss class i'm not i'm not saying that that was right but (laughs) we did miss class from time to time um because we were just so hungry for god and we were so hungry for his presence and god would just show up in such a powerful way
0: all right so then you're in your last year of school Mm -hmm. in an international development course and then you have a final thesis to write yes and god spoke to you about that what happened there
1: yeah so um my uh, professor at the time she was like okay guys you know you're going to be working on this assignment for the whole year so i need uh, a topic from each of you and i'm like she even give us like a day to think about it. So I'm like sitting in class and I'm like praying on the spot like, God, like, what do you want me to write about? And, um, you know, she's going around the room and it's coming up to me and I'm like, God, like, I have no idea what do I write about? And it's clear as clear as day I heard, I want you to write about human trafficking. And I was like, human trafficking? Like, I had never thought about it. I've never... I think I probably heard the term one time in passing. Doing my research, my prof said, I want you to narrow it down to sex trafficking And I'm like, okay.
0: And then, somewhere, was it at church, you and a friend were talking about this project? A friend named Mike? Was that- <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: well, hmm. I ended up writing the paper, and then I graduated, and, uh... And this guy at a new church I started attending, um, you know, he started asking me out for coffee really randomly. In passing, he's like, yeah, so, you know, like a group of us um, meet up, you know, and we actually do some anti-sex trafficking work in the city. And I was like, oh, really? I just wrote my paper on that. Tell me more. And he's like, oh, yeah, I could tell you all about it. <laughs>
0: Mike, did you hear about this paper before you dropped that? No, definitely not.
2: Crazy. You just thought
0: Felicia was awesome for many other reasons.
2: I was waiting for the perfect, amazing wife, and she walked in the door. I said, that's her.
0: No way. Like, the first time you saw her at that trip.
2: I was extremely intrigued and drawn to her.
0: Got talking, found this mutual interest in anti-sex trafficking, and here we are today.
1: Here we are today.
0: So that's how Mike entered Felicia's story. Now let's just wind back a couple of years. You also met God, you know, during high school, that that's when you first started to follow him seriously?
2: Yeah, that's right. I grew up in a Christian home and uh, went to church every single week. But yet faith was so much something I did rather than something I owned and really believed myself. When I was 16 years old, I began to experience some panic attacks and also some um, health-related issues. And I was beginning to remember of a time when I was younger and I was sexually abused as a kid, and I couldn't deal with those memories. And so it began to present with illness. And in that time of just questioning what all of this meant, I really came to the place of trying to figure out what was true. And so looking at scripture and reading it front to back and for the first time, just different stories and passages popping out and actually meaning so much to me, where God was showing me my identity as his son, with him as the perfect father, where he was beginning to encourage me through areas of fear. And then I just kind of became quite um, zealous from that moment. I just decided I have got to live this faith for myself. I have got to follow Jesus. And so I started a Christian fellowship in my high school, kind of journeying with other people together. Also began working at a camp called the Faith Mission, where we worked with inner city youth and children from Hamilton, as well as from Toronto, and really just fell in love with walking with young people in sometimes difficult situations of life. That led to university, where my plan initially was to become a doctor somewhere in Kenya, Uganda. And so I went to pre-med. And while I was studying, I started attending as well and working in the summers for the Scott Mission Camp. And they are again working with kids from low-income backgrounds across the GTA. I fell so in love with ministry. I just loved interacting with those wonderful youth and children and really seeing a purpose there to raise up the next generation to take over leadership of the camp. And so when I finished my um, undergrad degree, I felt instead of pursuing medicine to work full time for the Scott Mission. So uh, long story short, I worked at the Scott Mission camp for many, many years and was able to see that next generation raised up through a council and training program where they were able to take over the camp, which was just so exciting to see happen. And around that time, I really felt that God was calling me to not only work with the poor, but to live with them as well. And so I began seeking different people's wisdom about this this decision that had to be made. And everyone said not to do it uh, for various reasons, because of the potential danger in the communities, because of um, the life health balance, would I be able to rest? Would people be knocking on the door at all hours? And so people really discouraged me from it. So I kind of shelved it. And then a little while later, again, I just felt this deep, you know, compulsion from God that I needed to do this. And so I asked a new group of advisors and counselors and people I respected and got the same answer. So again, I kind of said, okay, well, maybe I'm just not listening properly. And then we had the now founder of In come to the Scott Mission Camp and share his vision of what he wanted to see accomplished. Young and older Christians moving into areas of unreached poor individuals and really ministering from within. And for me, it just struck home. God had already told me two or three times previously to do this. I'd kind of not done it because of what others were telling me. And I realized a key lesson there was well-meaning people have great wisdom and we need to sit under that wisdom and but it doesn't mean that all those people are always right and we need to kind of weigh that with what god may be saying to us and that happened again where i sought a new group of advisors and again they were saying the same thing i said okay that's it i just need to do this so I moved in in two thousand eight to a low income community here in the city of Toronto, and just loved being able to minister to the youth and the children that were there, as well as families, many people from various diverse backgrounds, and just loved them. I remember when I was um, just after I got baptized, kind of really reading scripture, and there was a whole story about Moses, how he was, you know, doing his own thing, his his work and life, and then there was that pivotal moment where he encountered God at the burning bush. And God spoke very clearly to him through something that's very wild about what his destiny was, what he was meant to accomplish. And then also reading about Nehemiah, a man who saw an injustice in his land, and God did not speak to him profoundly. He said, there's an issue here that needs to be addressed. I'm going to fix it. And he just went and began talking to people and beginning a work, and God blessed it. And so in reading the two different examples in scripture, I came to a place of, hey, there might be moments where God really speaks to me, obviously, but there might also be moments where he doesn't, where he works within my own passions and my own interests. But regardless, I want to pursue him and ask him to bless the work that I'm doing. And so um, for me, starting Fight for Freedom was very much a Nehemiah. It was, I saw an issue, an injustice that was happening in our country, where very little was being done to fight it back then. And so I just decided, hey, with this group of people, let's see where this goes. And I'm going to do it and ask God to bless it. Where there's other times where I felt more clearly that God was saying, this is what you need to do, like being part of a low-income community and living there. That was not something that I had a passion for. It was not something that was really on my radar, but I just felt so clearly like he was saying, move into one of these locations. Mm-hmm. And in that, I had to move.
1: I think about Jesus and the way that he walked and he wasn't sitting in the synagogue all day. He was going into places of, of darkness per se, and he was looking for his children and calling them home to themselves. So I think it's important to go wherever God wants us to go. And that freedom for me is one of those avenues.
0: So if people are were interested in being part of Fight for Freedom, either supporting financially or being part of these outreaches to clubs and things like that, how could they do that?
2: If you're interested in checking us out, knowing more about sex trafficking in our country or even our world, check us out at www.fightforfreedom.ca. You can also check our Instagram, our Facebook, and our Twitter and get more information. Cool. Thank you very much for sharing your story. This has been awesome. I
0: don't know if I've ever heard how you guys ended up where you are right now. Oh, God led you and how you've been growing in so it. This has been really cool. If you guys would have any further questions for Mike and Felicia, you'd be welcome to send those in to ask at zealpodcast.org. And maybe we'll have a chance to talk to Mike and Felicia again or put you in touch somehow. You can follow this podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Zeal Podcast on our YouTube channel, iTunes, and Google Play. So go ahead and follow us and subscribe for us there. And I'll, we'll see you for the next interview. Thank you guys again. Thanks, Tom.